Hey, what's up, y'all? What's up? Welcome to another episode of Steal the Shell Podcast. I'll be your boy Johnny, and I'll be with my boy J-Mo. Say what's up. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, man? I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, man, we had to do something different with the show today, you know what I'm saying? So I moved everything to the garage, so it might sound a little bit more eckier, echo, echo. Is that even a word? Have, might have a little more echo. Yeah, you're going to have more echo. You might hear that shit, you know what I'm saying? You might hear some, like, noise disturbance, but it's whatever, man. We just doing something new for episode 21, man. Shit, so finally. Yeah, we was um, supposed to do an episode, but, you know... We just doing our thing, you know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, just getting our shit together. So, boom, we back on with y'all. I'm hoping that y'all still riding with us on this wave and shit. But, yeah, but anyways, how you doing, dog? What's good with you, man? I'm all right, man. I feel A-L-R-I-G-H-T. I I was going to say A-OK, but I guess I can't say A-OK. So, I feel all right, though. Why you can't say A-OK? Because physically, I'm not... 110%. 110%. I'm only like 105, so you know how that shit goes. Yeah, it just bothers me sometimes not to be where I should be. Nah, I'm messing with you. Nah, physically, I ain't where I should be at. Man, I feel you. I feel you. shit going on, but. Yeah, same here, man. Shit, pretty much it's been work. And um, I've been going back to the gym and shit like that just to get my workout on. So my whole upper body is fucking hurting. And this heat that we're getting right now because of the fucking Sahara dust. It's not helping at all, so what the fuck, man? But anyway, shit, how you been handling this heat? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm a Texan through and through, so it's like about four months out of the year I do this shit. But this is something kind of different, man, because it's been raining all fucking week, bro. I mean, we, I've, we ain't got no sunlight for the Sahara Desert on dust to block, so it's like, I mean, honestly, it gets hot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Texas, though. It's kind of like when it's, it's like I never tell myself how hot it's gonna be but once i get to a certain time of the year i know it's gonna be hot so i automatically got my mind ready on just heat like i walk out the door ready to fight the heat you know what i'm saying that's just why i'm at with it because i work in the heat so i have to be ready for the heat every day mentally shit i know what you're talking about man shit being in construction and all that shit yeah you gotta be like mentally and physically prepared for the heat so pretty much Keeping up with your water, staying hydrated, you know what I'm saying? Keeping a good attitude, not mm-hmm. always complaining about the heat, not always thinking about how hot it is. That shit means a lot, too. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man, shit. But besides the Sahara Desert that been going on and shit, man, what you think about the, the new wave of the COVID? COVID-19, coronavirus, what we originally I, called it. I mean, I can't even call it a new wave. I just call it the same wave got bigger. Because shit, when did the wave ever leave? To be honest, oh, I never said, I never, yeah, you know, because um, new means new means something, yeah. But that's a new, that's a second wave. New wave, it's the same difference. It's the first wave. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not the new wave or the second wave. It's the same wave, the same curve that they was supposed to flatten and never got flattened. Yeah, for sure. Went down some, got them comfortable enough to get out to back to this money, and then shit, here we are. That's what happens. And it's crazy, like the the three states that are pretty much major with like you know the, the the new the new infections of the COVID is like our home, Texas, Florida, and Arizona and stuff. And like um, I looked at a chart how they compare America to certain other countries like Italy and Spain and shit like that, you know. And um, I'm like, wow, it's crazy. Like, so what were these countries doing that was different than what we were doing? I know that like, we just opened the doors too much to let the economy keep running because like really the economy was suffering worse than anybody that was getting infected by it. I'm I'm not downplaying anybody that died from COVID or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? But 
You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like we rushed in it. We rushed in it too much. We like, I don't know who should blame. President, our 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 senator, uh, well, our 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 state governors. Like, what? I mean, it's a whole bull. It's a whole game. Like, I'm not gonna play the blame game. I feel like you can blame the whole game. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna blame the one member of the gang. I'm gonna blame the whole gang called the government, whether it's local, state. Or federal, I but I said that. that to say because Donald Trump put the pressure on the governors based on what I know to open back up, and then I don't know what the threat could be. I don't know <laughs> that much about politics to know that if I'm a governor and I tell Trump, "Now nah, we ain't opening up," what could he do to affect my business? Like I don't know exactly what he can do, but I can tell after Trump was talking on the phone to the governors and going out to meet with 25 governors or whatever that whatever he was doing, 22 governors or whatever. Like that now all of the governors have changed their tones and they ain't just change their tone, they stick into the tone no matter what happens. Like nigga, everybody can die, the, the rising can just skyrocket. It's like we ain't closing back down. We might make some modifications, we might mitigate in some other ways, but we not closing down. And I can see that coming from the top. But I also feel like what kind of nigga are you? Man, that's why they that, that's why that's why they that's why they're stressing that's why they're stressing put the mask on. Put the mask on. But practice the six distance. But that's not going that's not gonna happen because like like um I wanna say it subconsciously, we're not gonna be we're not gonna be like, you know, following the six distance rule. You know what I mean? And you brought me back to something real quick. It's a question you kind of asked. It was a rhetorical question you asked, because you. but I kind of wanted to speak on it. When you asked, like, what are they doing in those other countries that we aren't doing? And all I got to say is this. It's kind of crazy because it's like I had these conversations when COVID first popped off, right? But now it's kind of like I'm having more so of a confirmation conversation. You know what I'm saying? It's like I told you, nigga, what? I was telling my coworker when it first started, cause China was on lockdown. The cases were getting bad here, but we weren't on lockdown yet. And I was telling him about the Chinese versus the American, or Chinese opposed to an American. Chinese people go in the house, don't come out. They go in the house, don't come out. The government got them to where that's what they do. Americans, go in the house, don't come out. I got rights. You can't tell me what to do. I will die. I got the right to die just like I got the right to live. Like, you get all of this stuff that comes back and it comes with our mindset as Americans. So I always, every time it comes to why we don't follow the rules or if someone happens to ask the questions, do you think people will follow the social guideline? I'll be like, we Americans. <laughs> we like that free shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel where you're coming from. Because that's what I had in my mind. I'm like, no, I'm a free man. I could do whatever I want. Fuck yeah, government. I'm the same but way. then again, when you think of the epidemic, like this is something I've come to grasp. Like this is going to be here. This is here to stay. COVID is going to be around for, for, for years. Just like how AIDS is. Just like how the flu is. Just like how every other disease is. For sure. You know what I mean? It's here. It's here, and the only way we have to do is we have to like know how to um we have to know how to combat it. You know what I mean? But people want a vaccination. That's what makes people more ease. If that's a vaccination for it, hey, I'm good. You know what I mean? I mean that's the only thing that'll curb the coronavirus because you got to either make one or two decisions. Do you want to either you gonna are you gonna become a third world country or are you gonna? allow people to get sick long enough until we get this vaccine because the vaccine is literally the only thing that can curve, that can flatten the curve to where people not can go out 
we can keep that kind of yeah it lessens the fear the anxiety yeah that's all it is it's like a psychological thing because it's the same thing with the flu the flu you every year you have to get a flu shot if you choose to get one you know what i mean just to boost up your immune system to battle whatever it is tens of thousands of people die every year from the flu people Mm -hmm. don't and like not even ten thousand people have died yet if i'm not mistaken i could be mistaken though and if i am i apologize but I don't think 10,000 people have died in the United States from the flu, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe like 40, 50,000 people a year die from the flu. So I feel like that thing, it, that kind of mind boggles me, but then I also, it did at first, but then it also confirmed, it just confirmed what you just said, the vaccine. Just with there being a vaccine out there, the people ain't tripping about 60,000 people dying or however many people it may be. Exactly. People like I say, are, it just lessens the it lessens the anxiety. It doesn't stop the effect. Yeah, people are more so just worried about, can, can I put myself in a position to where I can live and be, you know what I'm saying? I'm all right. I can, I can be out there and not die. Because people don't want to die, man. Some people don't give a damn. Like Americans, I ain't going to say they don't care. And they say they don't care. And they say I got the right to die. But to be honest, if the person was to have a conversation with God and God told them, you go outside for three days, you're going to get that COVID and die. They wouldn't go outside, dog. They going outside because that American attitude is that bulletproof shit. I ain't going to get sick. And they got the best doctors in the world. And so many people have recovered from it already. All these little things we can tell ourselves to make ourselves be like, you know what? Fuck it. I ain't got to go. I mean, I can go do what I want to do. I've had that mindset at first, but I got a coworker who's 65. My mother's 64. You know, them two people most definitely. They, yeah, they're more. They're more skeptical. They're more um 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 suspectable. They're more um skeptical. Not skeptical. I don't want to say that word. They're more likely to get the virus. Yeah, and then they more yeah. concerned about it also because exactly. they're the ones that tell me shit like I can I can die from this. And when they tell me stuff like that, it makes me be like makes I'm you work. Yeah, makes you yeah makes you think about you the know? others. Like that's with me. Like I think on well, in my mindset, I'm like okay, it's whatever. I'm a it, I'm a it's here. I'm a, I'm a battle. It was whatever. Blah blah blah. But when I think about it, I think about my mom. I think about my family around me, and I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to be an inconvenience to them and get them sick like that. I would like to protect myself as much as I can to protect them from getting this. And I hope they also think the same. That's what we should have in that mind state, not individualism. You know what I mean? But to just think about others, the people that you care about. Because in the end, it does come down to your family, man. Come down to everybody, everybody that you come in contact with, everybody that you know. You pretty much spend a lot of time around. I live with my mother. Well, my mother lived with us. Uh, I always say that. You know, me and my mother, we all live together. Me, my sister, my mom, and the kids. And I ain't gonna say I don't be worried about my mom. I mean, I don't be worried about my sister and the kids. But that ain't who I think about the most when I think about who I could affect most by, you know, being free by being that American that I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's okay to listen. You know what I'm saying? We got here by listening. We know what we know by sitting down and listening. You know, if you so fucking smart, you got so fucking smart by listening. So, at the end of the day... That's how you learn. Listen. At the end of the day, shit, nobody should have to force you to do shit. Somebody should be able to give you the correct information and that should be enough for a smart person if you call you smart or at least a normal person if you at least normal to make the right decisions for themselves because everything that you need to know is being it's out there to know all the hoax shit that shit you want to teach yourself 
That ain't shit that's being taught to you. That shit you looking up. That shit you want to believe. That's what you want to go to Galveston. It's okay to believe the coronavirus real and still go to Galveston. Just practice social distancing and safe living. Of course. And keeping, you know, sanitizing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all the way. That's the only way we can do it. It's like the world is a dangerous place, but you got to go out there and you have to face it. You can't just, you know, hide and shelter. And besides, that would drive you crazy anyway. Just staying in your house for like a whole, uh, beyond 24 hours, if you stay in your house, a box-like confined area. I don't call it a space. I'm going to just call it area. You will go crazy. So you don't have to go outside. But when you go outside, just practice the safe shit that we have to do. The social distancing and all that. You know what I'm saying? So. I have a big correction to make, dog. I'm what's sorry. That what's that character? I feel cray cray. I don't feel crazy because that's why I talk, I speak what I think I know. I look up the information and I correct myself as and what's I go. Good? What's good? What you got? We have 124,325 deaths for the coronavirus. How many in infected? United like somewhere in the millions? 2,414,000. So what's the percentage of like, a, and you say 100 and what? Uh, 125,000. So I put that about 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 1.25. 
man, trust me, man. When I when I'm looking at this, everything they say is just come back to that. And I said that. To so we got people dying, but he be like, stop testing. We can keep the shit on wraps. That's some Donald Trump ass shit, That's man. Boy and the reason shit. I said that what made me think about uh, David Duke was because a lot of people feel what Donald Trump feels, right? Do you believe that? Do you believe a lot of people feel like, man, look, man, business owners, governors. Uh, stockholders that's in the big, you know what I'm saying? A lot of them feel like y'all niggas need to go back to work. Fuck that virus shit. Like, exactly. Niggas gonna exactly. have to die, That's why right? I be trying to tell people, because people's like, he, he, I'm like, he, he ain't gonna do this. I'm like, I'm like, man, this is all about business. So I said, Literally, I like, this is about business. They're not gonna close, they, they ain't gonna lock down everything completely because they need, they need that, that, com, that economy running. So I feel like Donald Trump feel like a lot of these motherfuckers feel, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's I've always, what David Duke did. I just wanna say this part real quick, brother. Go ahead, talk, talk about it. And that's what David Duke did, right? That's what he thought would get him presidency in a when well, he, he got him somewhere in a little bit in Louisiana. Well, you got to know David Duke now. I thought about it. David Duke, your peeps, man. He out there in Louisiana. Louisiana. In Louisiana, dude. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, man. He was basically saying, I'm just saying what everybody else feel when he was talking about segregating. Like, man, we need to maintain segregation. He was like, I'm just saying what everybody else feel. I'm just basically not scared to say it. And Donald Trump ran his whole campaign on that shit last time. And that's no matter who you are, president. black or white or something like that, like back in those days, you couldn't really run on a racist campaign. Like with Jesse Jackson, Jesse Jackson said some shit about the Jews, and that got him effed up. Man, that nigga, what's the name? One in Louisiana on some racist shit, bro. Oh yeah, you talking about David Duke? Yeah, I was there in New Orleans when he was like giving, when he was like having his like a uh, speech or something like. Now it wasn't even a speech. I think it was like a debate. Over there, like, um, at Xavier University. Yeah. I was in New Orleans when he did that shit. Like, that was, like, maybe a couple years ago. Yeah, see, I ain't, I don't know nothing about that one. I just, I'm right now on a podcast. I'm on, you know, they gonna hit all that shit up eventually. I'm on there on episode three, and it's a weekly podcast. Lord, they only give me one episode a week. And they not even gonna give me an episode next week. I don't wanna talk about it. But, yeah, man, they just, they, they talking about him in the 70s and 80s right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, this he was, oh, This is the old, yeah. this is the LSU David Duke. And yeah, the, youngin. The, 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 the state senate David Duke, you know what I mean? The dude who was trying to become, get, and get in Washington, but uh, Ronald Reagan, they basically said Ronald Reagan was a David Duke, was basically the better David Duke than David Duke. They say everything David Duke wanted to do, Ronald Reagan just did it better. That's how wow, he Wow, man, became. you speaking on David Duke as like a, like a model. You know why? what made me David Duke in a sense? Because I watched the Black Klansman the other day, right? And Word. you know, he's in that motherfucker. He's like the OG in that motherfucker. And I seen him get motorcaded when he pulled up. They, them white people came and got the boy. They made sure ain't nobody been able to touch the kid. They treat him like the president. So when I seen that shit, and then I'm watching, I'm listening to Bomani Jones, a guy I always listen to every week. Just so happened, a guy who produces a podcast on the big end, the big end podcast. I remember I was trying to listen to that podcast. It's the same podcast, right? They did one on Bill Clinton. I listened to that too. And he just get on there. He, hey, man, I got this new one on David Duke and all like this. And I literally just heard of David Duke the night before. And I'm like, man, what a coincidence. And he starts saying, I know how they dive into shit. So I'm like, you know what? This is going to be the time because, you know, I was already on the Jim Crow shit. So I'm like, this will help me further some shit because he was kind of like on... You could tell he learned a lot of shit from Nazi shit, and he learned a lot of shit from that Jim Crow shit, just based on how he think on separation and segregation and incarceration. Like, he ain't big on all that shit. Like, keep these niggas away from their families. Let the woman raise these boys, you know what I'm saying? These boys won't be as strong as they 
was because a man grow you up, he gonna grow you up to be strong. A I'm woman gonna pamper you a little bit and pacify you a little bit. I'm glad that you touched on that because that's what I'm gonna be on topic of the uh, of the day. I was thinking about family structure and stuff like that when I was watching like a when I was on really listening to a podcast, and family structure came up into my. And then family structure, you know what I'm saying, popped up into my head. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to talk on that. But later on in the show, we're going to talk on that later on in the show. But, it's gonna, but I got more stuff that I'm going to want to build up on, though. We're going to get back to that. We're going to yeah, get back to that. David Duke a motherfucker, man. Yeah, because how you were talking about David Duke, it's like, I know David Duke the person. But how you speak on him, I'm like, David, now you're making it sound like David Duke is not a person, but I do. A person could die. An idea cannot. An idea can live on as as much as long as as, as as the people who use it allows it. You feel me? So I'm like, David Duke is but bigger you know than the person. What's so funny about David Duke's uh, struggle? You know what David Duke's biggest struggle was? What? He embarrassed the racist white folks. They did not want us to know that they thought like that. So they was like, it's no way he could like speak for us yeah, they treat him like this the white, they, they, well, white supremacists treat him like jesus the people but i'm saying the people that took him down they made sure he didn't make it to where he wanted to was the white folks it was no black people black people didn't have that much power you know they they, they did what they can but he could have to, just to be honest they was the kkk dog of course they, got, they ran they, shit. they ran shit nigga wasn't pulling up on him with no bullshit he gonna Lay some shit down just if in today's term, you know what I'm saying? He, I mean, like, you know who the guy is. Why you don't lay hands on him? Because yeah, they protect him. Yeah, he protected. He gonna always ride with the white guys with the shotguns and the motorcycles and shit like that. Like, the guys, they protect them a lot. A lot. I gotta watch, the black, the, I gotta watch the black Klansman, man. Like, I, I had the opportunity to watch it, but I just, like, I just didn't make it through it. I just stopped at a point. The Five Bloods made me watch it. Because okay. when I seen Spike Lee, what he did, I say, okay, mm-hmm. if this is Spike Lee, and I love this shit. I'm like, what the fuck gave him an Oscar then? How come is it? What? Let me see the movie. The movie that won him. You want to know what movie should have won him an Oscar? Do the right thing. Do the right thing. And yeah. that came out back in the '80s, huh? Yeah, '88, I believe. But yeah. the, what I'm saying is, even X, X should have won a uh, Oscar. You feel me, Malcolm yeah. X? Yeah. yeah. But I, 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 Black Klansman, no cap, man. I never watched, I watched Malcolm X. I never watched uh, the movie before that. I never watched, do the right I, thing. I watched it, but I never really watched it. I, I think I seen it with somebody, right? Oh yeah, Do The Right Thing is pretty good because it's like pretty much like all stayed in that in that, in that area in Bed-Stuy, New York, pretty much Brooklyn, right there. There's so many characters. That's that so many characters. 89. Yeah, yeah, there's so many characters in the movie. It's like, it's, it's a vibrant movie. It's a very vibrant movie, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, Do the Right Thing was a pretty good movie, man, because like you had to follow many characters in there, bitch. Yeah, and I do kind of remember that part about it. I, I, and it was not too long ago that it was on a screen that I was in a room with. It, I was in a room with it on a screen, but I probably was trying to go do some shit or get into some shit. You know, I was just probably like, you know how people like, let me watch a little bit of this and we, we can do this or we can go somewhere. It was probably on a, in a situation like that, but... I watched the Black Klansman, and then I talked to my coworker about the Five Bloods, right? And I was telling him about Spike Lee, and he had not seen it before. And I asked him, "Did he know about Spike Lee?" And he was like, "Yeah, I seen the Black Klansman," and he really had reminded me of the Black Klansman because when it first came out, I, at that time I was watching all the movies on my phone through the, you know, the trap. You know what I'm saying? I was trapping on the phone, not literally, but I was downloading all my movies illegally. So 
what I did was I couldn't find a black Klansman in any good quality. So I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna wait for, you know, people, give people a little time to, give people a little bit of time to post it. So I got off of it, but I totally forgot about it until my coworker was telling me about it. And I wanted to watch it so bad, he told me about it that day I watched it that night. He was like, yeah, man, it's not a lot. I said, don't say no more, you just reminded me. I went in and watched it, and David Duke is not a big figure, but he's that nigga. You could tell that David Duke is the man, you know what I'm saying? And I asked my coworker about it, he's 65, so I always ask him about 70s and 60s and 80s related shit. Cause I can't ask my mom, we can't have them kind of conversation. We can talk, but I can't talk to her like I can talk to him. Yeah. So I went to him and I was like, man, who the fuck is David Duke, man? He said, oh, some old motherfucker. Like I just, and then he's like a 65 year old black man from Fifth Ward, Texas. Fifth Ward, Texas is like a civil rights spot in Houston. You know what I'm saying? Like they wouldn't with no whites, Mexican, any other race outside of black. He's black, 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 black. He the nigga that tell a Mexican y'all ain't shit. You know? <laughs> like real talk, we be in that motherfucker and he'll be like, yeah, I didn't grow up around y'all. He'll tell them like straight up, I don't fuck with y'all. I work with y'all. I don't know. Yeah, them kind of dudes. Yeah, he just an old man. Like he gonna be for real about himself. Um, a military vet, firefighter, firefighter vet, 22 years at Sigma. I don't know how the fuck you do 14 years in fucking fire station, 22 years at Sigma. And you do all them years in the military, but that's why he the OG. You know what I'm saying? A man got like 50, almost 50 years of service. He retired in February though. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the boy, Mr. Larry, Mr. Larry. Gonna retire, man. Hopefully I don't spill the beans because I know don't nobody really know. He didn't tell nobody at the job that he gonna retire in February. He told a few of us. And you know, I ain't been telling nobody, so if somebody happened to listen to this and tell Mr. Larry about his retirement, I'm sorry, OG. I'm gonna get <laughs> this part just so I can play Yo, it but, for you. But then, um, isn't like um, Mr. Larry that dude that you want to like, you know, do um, talk about like, you know, through the era and shit like that? Man, we would have to fucking take this shit to his crib. Okay, we could do that. We could do that, man. Do that. We could Matter run of fact, that. I'm gonna talk to him Monday, man. Call me on that if you can remind me. I'm gonna set an alarm, two alarms for it. I'm gonna see if we can pull up on them with a six pack and a camera, man. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna let them know we just wanna, I wanna document oh, a recording. lot of his I'm life recording. on music, movies, just the times in the 70s, cause he got a lot of answers. He know a lot about a lot. You know what I'm saying? He was all around the world doing shit in the fucking 70s that my niggas was doing in 2010 and they brag about, you know what I'm saying? So. I would like to pull up on him at his mother's still alive. She he lived with his his mother. Hopefully we can well we can't meet his mother. It'd be a horrible time to pull up on him because <laughs> of COVID nineteen. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We just want him we just want him, him just to talk about some stuff that went down through errors and shit. That's all I would honestly pay him to hook up Zoom and video chat with us, but I'ma tell you honestly. You don't have to I pay for Zoom. Got that. I would pay him to Zoom me. Word. But I'ma tell you this, I don't even have enough money to pay this dude. He ain't video chat nobody. Quick story. Right. I video chatted my dad for Father's Day. My sister put him on the phone, right? That happened to be my father's first time ever video chat. He took the motherfucking phone and put it to his ear with the camera on it. He did this. <laughs> I swear, man. <laughs> 
That's okay, man. That's okay, man. We can't. We, we ain't gonna fuck with the OG, man. But anyways, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and stuff like that, man. We're gonna be right back. You know what I'm saying? So, still the ship radio. That's what we do. You heard me? Yo, what's up, y'all? What's up? Yeah, we back from our break, you know what I'm saying? Had to get something in our stomachs and shit like that. But yeah, we back on now. We back on, man. Yeah, we was having a nice-ass talk, dude. You know what I'm saying? Until a lot of other shit start popping off. But like, um, <clears throat> yeah, let's get back on topic. The next thing I wanted to talk about was pretty much like Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. And what I think about the movement. Now, my first question is, what do you know about Black Lives Matter, the organization? I mean, nothing. This is what I found out about Black Lives Matter when I went on their website. Like, you gotta go check out their website. And the only reason why I'm still with the movement but not with the organization is because I feel that the organization, how they have their views set up, is not gonna get to what the goal is, which is like, what is our goal as a black community? It's just not to be treated like shit and have it. Not be treated like shit, have equal opportunity. Okay. Now I feel like we need to do this for black folks. We have to do this for ourselves because we don't need other people piggyback riding on our on our like, you know, on our on our suffering. This is how I feel. But when I looked on the website, I kinda looked at it too much where it's like y'all trying they they trying to get too many people to join the the, the, the movement. When I mean people is too much of a feminist LGBT community driven type of organization. It really is. If you look at it, and plus the three founders are lesbians. Are they black? Black, yeah. Okay. Now I don't mind being black, cause Angela Davis was a lesbian and stuff like that, but she knew she was black first. James Baldwin was gay, but he knew he was black first. Like these are like you know political activists, like you know back in the '60s and stuff like that. Angela Davis, of course, with the Black Panthers. James Baldwin, an author. Yeah. So I don't care. Like I don't care about nothing about that it's just that i just hope that you stick to the point is like are you black first like are you black first like that's the only thing because this is what the this is what the the goal is i'm not your negro yeah i'm not your negro yeah pretty much that's my james baldwin okay yeah. that's why i finished this mm-hmm. i was watching it and that was only my beef with the with the black lives matter stuff because it's like i was just looking at it and i was like damn y'all not really including everybody including the black man you know what i mean you go yeah i mean y'all 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 opening it up for like feminists they're opening it up for queer and all that but it's like you're not really doing it like in a in a, in a spectrum to where it's like a focal point the focal point right here is police brutality against black Americans on this point. I feel like the world is waiting on us to take some type of leadership. So we have to do for ourselves first instead of trying to do for everybody. I feel like my main goal, if I was the, let's say I was the leader of the black people, you know, my main goal would be just equal opportunity, man. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But I'm like, I I'm want... Just, because like, like, one, I'm not really into big into like, you know, politics for the shit anymore. I'm not into that shit no more. You know what I mean? We have to really kind of do for ourselves. So instead of everybody trying to piggyback on our cause and stuff, because they're going to get the re- they're going to get the benefits besides besides us. We have to do for ourselves and then we can like pass it down to the others. I mean, I appreciate, you know, the people that are trying to ride with us on the ally type thing and shit like that. But it's like it's like I like I mentioned last time, it's coming down to us. I say we are the most important piece, but we can't do it alone. Yeah, we cannot do it alone. But I'm like, like, but with the organization, like, I just never trusted. I had to look into it a little bit more, and then when I looked into it more, then I was like, all right, I'm not. Yeah, I can't, I can't fuck with um, BLM anymore. But I am for no anti-black racism. I'm for that, of course. That's another movement that I heard somebody kind of mention. So I'm gonna try to stick with that and all that. 
But I'm all for equal opportunity for everybody. I'm all for that. But has it been presented to us? That's what I mean when I say equal opportunity. I'm not saying for everybody. I'm saying, I mean, I mean it, it's obviously for everybody if it's equal. But I'm saying when I speak on it, it's about black people. That's the reason, like, everything that you can tie into what's going on and what we mostly upset about, you can go back to equal opportunity. Because if we would look at it as equal, police wouldn't be fucking us over. We would have better jobs. We would have better representation in most places. People be in positions that we feel like they should be in, a la Kyle and Kaepernick, not having a job right now. You know, a lot of people don't feel like he should be the highest paid NFL quarterback, but everybody do agree he should, he should at least get a yeah, tryout. Yeah, he should be. Yeah, he should, he should, he should be in the NFL. Roster. Yeah, he should be in the NFL. He's not, no, no tryouts. He should be in the NFL. There was some trash ass quarterbacks that was in that bitch. Where I'm like, wow, they don't really need to be on the team. They're worse. They're, they're worse for the team than better. You know what I mean? Yep. But it's not. But, but when you talk about the police brutality and all that stuff, I'm like, yeah, but we have succumbed to all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of coming down to us. I understand that other people go through it, but it's like. They got their communities pushing for them, and we don't ride with them on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, we, we do. We support everybody. But else. we support everybody. But now it's like we have to really push for ourselves. We really have to because by us doing for us, we could do for others. If we get on the better foot, everyone we could. We, if we're on the better foot, we could pull you up. At least you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's all I'm just saying in the in a, in a sense. It's not about like all being segregated. It's about building time because this is like this is a war, and wars are not one like in a short period it's like chess yeah but i'm trying to get to what exactly what we do then as the people what like you saying we need to we i think do it comes it. down to the mind i think it? it comes down to the mindset instead of us trying to like convince people like this is all of a mind it's all a mindset thing it's all a mental thing really in the in the in the, in the, in the whole in the run in the whole end run because you got also others that are not the same way how we feel you know what i mean like it comes down to the individual in this and one. I feel like that's the main reason that it can't be a we gotta do this alone thing because you got too many of us that ain't us so it's like man I just I don't know man I know the allies I do appreciate and I do feel like we gonna need them because I do not show my allies I do not show my allies and stuff like that but it's like we, we, well, we have to have a focal point to where each of us in each of us like you know can get to it like it's like a mindset has to be one thing. That's what it has to be. That's why I really I can't really trust BLM. What is the mindset? Exactly right. Justice for all. If you want to put it like that, and some of the concept and all that, but then it also leads me to this right here. When I was looking at it, when and be on uh, uh, with BLM, not including like everybody up the spectrum, I start thinking about family structure. And how important family really is like in a, in this in this sense of time right here you brought up a mention how david duke thought that if you take the man out the family you pretty much crush the, the family structure right yeah and that, no and jim crow jim crow pretty much yeah jim crow kind of like yeah but around jim crow the 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 the, the, the black family structure was actually kind of strong the, the father was included yeah but that was more so of a thinking later on after the segregation was how to, I guess, whatever it was, uh, control the black man. That's what it was that they were trying to do. They were trying to maintain the white power control. Because think about it. Who is the fighter? Mm -hmm. Like, man, the man is the fighter. So if you 
take the fighter out the equation and stuff like that, the woman is going to have to find somebody to lean on because the woman is there for nurturing, for nurturing purposes, like right there, like, you know what I'm saying? But wait, wait, not, the, not now, but like in essence, like nah, a woman was, nurtures where a man can actually navigate. Yeah, but I basically went in the process of them taking a man out, they made it to where a woman had to become the man. So basically, it's like, I don't need a man. So basically, now they don't need a man. And technically, you do need a man. And now technically, these girls got girlfriends. Exactly, and that kind of makes it weaker on the younger generations and stuff like that. More pacify, no, more more pass. I say pacify men. For sure. More women who who look at a man like he ain't shit. For sure, cause more men they be more they be better off than the guy. They be tougher than the guys. They be you know the 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 guys supposed to be the backbone shit. The women be the backbone. They be the ones that keep of the course. shit together. Of course, of course. And that's why I had to really look into it, and I was like, yeah, I come from a generation to where it's like, I know I know about that, you know what I mean? But I was thankful for my father to actually come back into my life and actually show me some things with, besides, like, you know, what my mom couldn't show me, you know what I mean? And now, it makes me want to step up to the plate, like, say, if I do have, a, uh, 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 if I do get a girl, and I do um, have a child with her, I want to be the best father that I can be, and the best husband or provider that I can be. That's how I want to do it instead of just busting in the chick and then just dipping off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what it all comes down to, really. I mean, for real, we do need the man and the structure and shit like that. But how do we work back to it? That's but that's a that's a that's a funny question because that's very rhetoric. Like I even I, that's very rhetoric because I um I even say like we are the correction to our parents' mistakes. In a deeper essence, like a child is the correction to the parents' mistakes because the child could do could be something better than the parent couldn't be. That's a possibility. Possibilities and the possibilities are infinite with children. It's not a definite though. Yeah, but it's a good thought. It's a good thought to let them know like you could be wherever you want to be. Yeah, in that sense, like, like all that's good. What I'm just saying in the sense of a child, basically. Like most kids don't do as good as their parents. A lot of them don't. Most most of them don't. Well, if you think that you success, like if you think you succeed in life, then most likely your child is not gonna be a correction. You know what I mean? But if you did fuck up and you know and you and you understand from your fuck ups and stuff, you could guide your child not to go down that path. I understand that. That's that's a better way to put it. it it's like you can you can learn from your mistakes and teach your kid not to make those mistakes. I can understand that part. So when your child is raised, they won't be making the same mistakes you made. But I, I, I guess I was more confused. I didn't understand what you were meaning when you said that. Honestly, that's I, cool. I was mis. I was. Uh, that's cool because it's because family structure right there. Because I've been writing it down a little bit. It's a very vague topic. So it's like it was good to actually try to communicate and you know try to like break it down with you and all that. But well, family structure. I do feel like it's coming back though. Yeah, I feel like it's coming back too. Based on, I always like my mom's, my mom and my dad had their mom and their dad. My generation is the daddyless generation. Yeah. But all of us are growing up to be great fathers for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it just missed a couple of generations, no cap. Yeah, exactly. So now we actually got that like structured down right there, man. Cause you know, it's a very important thing. Like family is very important that y'all need to know about. We do need our fathers, we do need our mothers too. You know what I mean? It takes a village to raise a child successful. 
I, I had to put successfully like really the the quote is it takes a village to raise it takes a village to raise a child but it really it takes a village to raise a child successfully and when and, and by success i'm not talking about like oh they got a good job i'm just talking about they just know how to navigate through this life they know everything they they, they know the things that they need to know in order to grow because every day is a it's a growing experience yeah so that that being said man we got anything else on topic man that should be about it brother all right man yeah man we was actually flowing in the first half yo but like you know coming down to yeah we kind of had to put it to the end downhill shit downhill shit yeah you know man shit but anyways we gonna be back with y'all with another episode of still the shit podcast um i hope y'all tune in you know what i'm saying well of course anybody was listening i'm glad that y'all tuned in i'm glad that y'all was listening to your boys and stuff like that y'all can still follow us on facebook still the shit radio um, just type down the search bar. Uh, you could also go on Instagram and Twitter to check us out. Pretty much on my Twitter and Instagram, Mr. Johnny Woe. Um, you got anything you want to tell the people? Man, just continue to listen to us. We're going to try to be as consistent as we can. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, don't worry, man. I'm going to try to get back on my shit. I just need to stop partying on weekends and, yeah, just get up on my shit. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Still Ship Podcast. We are out. Your boys, Johnny and Jamo. All right, y'all. Y'all be easy out there. Y'all be safe and y'all stay cool in this Sahara dust. Bullshit. It's hot as fuck.